I'm Jess Bjorling, and this is the Jess for Moms podcast, episode six, Healthy Expectations for the Postpartum Stage. Welcome to the Jess for Moms podcast. I'm Jess Bjorling, and here we talk about all the ways you can prepare for and thrive in the postpartum and new mom stage. There are a lot of resources for taking care of your baby, and while that is very important, this podcast is different. This is a resource just for moms, a resource that will help you take great care of yourself while taking great care of your baby. I'm going to apologize ahead of time if my voice sounds a little hoarse. It feels a little hoarse. <laughs> we've all been sick over here the last week and then we've all started feeling better, but I coached my daughter's soccer team today. I don't know if you've ever tried to coach uh, 12 four-year-olds <laughs> as they play soccer, but it can. You, it involves a lot of talking and a lot of loud talking. So, I am feeling a little hoarse, but I just wanted to put that out there before we got started. But we are talking about healthy expectations for the postpartum stage. And when we head into the postpartum stage, each of us comes in with expectations of what it's going to be like or what it should be like in our minds. Some of this is conscious and some of this is obviously subconscious. But regardless, these expectations are pulled from what we've heard or maybe what we've observed over the course of our life about what it's like to be in the postpartum stage in terms of healing and recovery and what it's like to be a new mom. And these expectations can come from people that we know personally, but it could also be things maybe that you've read about. It could be pulled from what you've seen on social media or in movies or TV shows But the reality is, is that each of our experiences is going to be unique. And some things that happen to you are in your control and some things are not. So what do I mean by that? So you can't control things like whether or not you you need a C-section or if you have a vaginal tear. You can't control hormone levels. You can't control your baby. They might have a difficult latch and breastfeeding um, in the beginning, or maybe they have another physical challenge that requires more time and attention. But there are things you can control, like what are you focusing your time, your mind, and your energy on? And are you getting the help that you need? Are you prioritizing taking care of yourself? And some of these things we've talked about in previous episodes. But a huge part of managing all of these things that are within your control is setting appropriate and effective expectations for yourself in this stage. And oftentimes just in life, a lot of our disappointment and discouragement comes from unmet expectations. And I want you to think about this as you look back on your own life. Maybe you can think of examples when maybe you were disappointed with someone. And how often is that disappointment or discouragement towards them coming because of unmet expectations that we had of maybe a way that we thought they should be acting or thought they should have handled a situation? Or maybe you're disappointed with a specific event or maybe it was a trip or something didn't go as you expected that it would. And a lot of times, again, is that coming because of unmet expectations? That disappointment, is it coming from that? So both of these types of things, disappointment with 
people or experiences. Both of these things have happened to me often and I'm working constantly on learning how to better manage my expectations in all of these areas. But what we're going to talk about today is about managing the expectations that you have for yourself in the postpartum stage. What expectations are you going to hold yourself to? And we are not going to talk about managing all expectations in this stage because that could take a long time. But like I said, we are going to be talking about setting realistic and healthy expectations that you have for you. And the first healthy expectation revolves around what you are going to demand of yourself during this time. So meaning, what are you going to prioritize or what are you going to do? And it's going to look different during this stage, or at least it should look different during this stage. And it's going to be tempting to think about or get down on yourself for not doing a whole lot outside of regular taking care of your baby and all of that 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 entails. But this is not the stage for normal productivity levels. It's not time for a long to-do list. And when you create a postpartum plan, you actually, you'll have access to what I call a meeting your needs calendar. And it really ties the postpartum plan together and allows you to make a plan of action for that plan. But it also has a checklist on, on there for you to mark off four things each day. Only four things that you should make sure you are doing every single day. And the first thing that's on there is a nap. So did I get at least one nap in today? And the second thing is, did I drink at least eight cups of water? And the third thing is, did I eat food? Which all of these are sounding so basic, but that is the point. That is the purpose. And then the last one is, did I take care of my baby? And besides the last one, that one's not an easy one to forget, but trying to prioritize sleep and drinking water and eating food just for yourself, those three things can be easy. You'll be surprised, but they're easy to kind of put to the side, but they are so important. These four things are the only things you need to be worried about in terms of making sure that they happen absolutely every day. Now, there may be special exceptions and maybe you need to add in another one or two things to this list but these should be the primary focus each day doesn't mean you don't do anything else it just means that these four things are the priority and then if you're taking care of these four things you're doing it right so remember that this again is survival mode we talked about that in another episode but you don't need to feel guilty or bad about focusing on these survival things And keep in mind that survival mode doesn't mean miserable mode. It just means that this is a unique stage that we treat differently than a lot of other times and stages of our life. You can still thrive in the survival stage. It just means that we focus on the basics, taking care of you and taking care of your baby. And there are a lot of things that come from slowing down and focusing on the basics. There's lots of time for those newborn baby snuggles, quiet times with your family. Maybe it's delicious food that friends are bringing by, or maybe it's friend time with family members that you don't get to see often, or maybe it's having some time to just sit down and relax with your baby or with your family and watching a show you haven't seen before or taking more naps, which I hope you're doing regardless. But again, survival mode doesn't mean miserable mode. 
you can still be very happy in survival mode, especially if you have realistic expectations of what this stage looks like and what you expect from yourself. So the second healthy expectation goes really hand in hand with the first one, and it's all about the other things in our life outside of those four main survival priorities that we mentioned. A healthy expectation for everything else outside of these main four areas should, and really listen to this, I want this to seek in, those other areas should require B minus effort. So in this stage, expect B minus effort from yourself. Remember that B minus is considered passing. In fact, it's considered much better than passing, which is typically a C or C minus. I'm also fine with you guys focusing on it being more of a C effort, but B or B minus effort means that you're doing the necessary things and putting in the necessary effort to do well enough, well enough to get by, well enough to manage the things that are most important, but it also could mean that B minus effort means you ask someone else to do it. You delegate it to someone else. You ask for help for a period of time. Now, for those of you who like to get straight A's, <laughs> or maybe you're a perfectionist, this may be particularly difficult to accept. So let's talk about what this could look like. It might look like doing the minimum amount of laundry to make sure that everyone has something to wear, but not stressing if it's piling up for longer than normal. It could also mean paying someone to do the laundry for a period of time. Maybe it looks like you are eating more freezer meals or you're getting takeout more often than you usually do. Maybe it means being okay with your house being a little more messy when people come to visit or stop by. Maybe it means vacuuming a little less. Or maybe you ask yourself, does your bed need to be made a little less? Or maybe not at all. Mine is not often made because I feel like I'm so often going back to it to take a nap, which is a good thing. Maybe you ask yourself, do we buy more paper products than we normally would to produce less dishes? If you have other kids, do they watch more TV than they otherwise would? And what other areas could you ask for help from for a family member or friend? And if you haven't listened to the Asking for Help episode, I really would encourage you to go back and listen to that because that plays right into this as well. But think about what this means for you specifically. What areas would be helpful for you to put in the B minus category for a period of time? Your usual standard for yourself or for your home may be on the A, A minus, or B plus level. For the postpartum stage, I want you to think about having the expectation of B minus work. So talk about this with your spouse because there will be things maybe that you want to keep in the A, A minus category because maybe for you, having the dishes done every day helps you feel more sane. But acknowledge that and maybe that's an area you ask for help in because that's meaningful to you. But then choose what other areas you could accept more of a B minus standard for a time. And so what will this result in? What will this accomplish by accepting more of this B minus standard? This means that other areas will be allowed time and space to be strengthened. You won't get so down on yourself or allow yourself to feel guilty when you're not accomplishing what you normally do because you'll already have the expectation that that's not going to happen in this stage. You'll be way less likely to feel discouragement in that area. It will also allow you more time to rest and meet those essential needs that we talked about. 
and it will also allow you to enjoy this stage way more. Focus time with your baby, with your family, time for healing, and just taking it slow. So remind yourself that B minus effort is temporary. It's part of the survival period. It can also be useful in other times of your life outside of the postpartum stage. Maybe when you're sick, when you're starting something new, when your mental health is struggling. And so I want you to keep that in mind. This may not be the only time that would be healthy to have the expectation of B minus effort in your life. But for now, keep B minus effort as your expectation for the level of performance during this postpartum stage, and it will help you so much. And the last point of setting realistic expectations that I want to discuss is the importance of expecting that this stage is going to look very different from your typical routine. A lot of you may be more used to a structured schedule. Maybe you've been working or you've been in school or you have some sort of routine that keeps you busy and more regimented. And you may be used to having a clear idea of how to spend your time and where you'll be. And if this is the case, the postpartum stage can be a big change for you. And I know it was for me. This was a big part of my adjustment. So have the healthy and realistic expectation that there will not be a routine in this stage, at least not for a little while. Your schedule will be more in your baby's control than it is in your control. And that can feel frustrating at times, but it doesn't have to be. Expecting a lack of routine is the first step. Expect that your day, especially in the beginning, will revolve around feedings, wake windows for your baby, irregular naps and diaper changes, and all of that. So again, just recognizing and expecting that is the first step. And the second thing is to start taking baby steps towards creating a routine. We all know that a routine provides structure and direction in your day. And like we've established, there isn't a lot of that in the beginning, but you can add a little bit here and there to give yourself a little bit of structure and to start working towards a more defined routine because it will come if you want it. There will be some of you who are completely going to thrive with the freedom and lack of the schedule, and that is going to be a fantastic change for you. But for many of you, it's going to be more of a challenge, but it will come, I promise you. So start with baby steps towards creating a routine. Now, I want to be really clear. These baby steps are going to look really different in the different stages of postpartum. Like I mentioned, the first few weeks, you're not going to have much of a routine at all. Just expect that. So creating a routine in those first couple weeks or creating baby steps in that first couple weeks may literally mean that you add in one or two things that you do consistently each day. It could be things like eating a certain breakfast every day, taking a shower or bath every day. And also as a side note, if you don't choose that as a goal to do every single day as part of your routine, don't feel bad. It may sound too exhausting to try to shower every single day, but for some of you, it will really help you to to make that kind of a routine. Um, Another idea would be talking to your spouse about your day while you eat dinner every night, or maybe it's drinking a warm drink before you go to bed, but I'm talking super basic, one or two things that you do every day in those first couple weeks. And then during the next couple weeks, it could be things like 
a short daily walk, giving your baby a bath before bed. Maybe it's a trip to Target on a certain day of the week. We actually do that in the winters here in Iowa because it's, I mean, there's so many weeks and days where it's recommended that you're not outside for longer than a certain period of time. So our options of getting out of the house are pretty limited. So we have what we call Target Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, we literally go and walk around Target. (laughs) But it gives us something to look forward to. It gives us some sort of a routine, especially with little kids. And so something like that could be really useful for you. And during these first few weeks, like I said, these things are going to be simple things. And oftentimes these will be things that can be accomplished in a really short period of time. But they are things that help create some sort of schedule and routine, even in those early days. And I mentioned the meeting your needs calendar before, and that is really can help you do this. It helps you create a more basic routine during those first few weeks. And then after those first few weeks, several weeks, you will likely be getting back to more normal life things. Maybe it's work, maybe it's school, or just your regular activities. And your baby will be getting older and it will become easier and easier for them to get on some sort of schedule or routine with nighttime sleep and naps. And this will help you feel like you still have some structure in your life. And the nice thing about a routine is that the things you have in your routine, especially during a period of time when you're at home with your baby, is that things can be flexible. If you are not able to get a quick walk-in because maybe your baby had a harder day, you can do it the next day. Or if bath time every night with your baby is your, um, is your goal and maybe bath time feels more overwhelming one night, skip it. Don't let a routine stress you out. It's not meant to be followed perfectly. You are not missing a deadline by missing bath time. You are not going to be given a lower grade like you would in school by taking a walk a day late. Keep in mind that a routine is created to serve you, not the other way around. So I know we talked about a lot today, so let's recap. We discussed three healthy expectations to have for yourself in this stage. And the first expectation was that your checklist of things to get done each day should revolve around taking care of your needs and your babies, your essential survival needs. That's it. If you're doing those things, count yourself productive. Count yourself as doing all that you need to be doing for right now. And the second expectation was that the other's areas in your life outside of these essential priorities should only require B minus effort, or they should be delegated to someone else for a time. And the third thing was to expect that this stage will feel different from your typical schedule. And rather than trying to stress about creating a rigid routine or schedule, just focus on taking baby steps right now towards a routine. This will still provide some structure and direction while still allowing for a lot of flexibility, which is what is really needed in this stage. As we discussed before, a lot of our discouragement and disappointment comes from these unmet expectations, especially when it comes to expectations that we have for ourselves. And so if you can walk into this period with adjusted and more realistic expectations, you are way more likely to avoid discouragement and you're going to feel a lot more contentment and happiness. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful for you. 
and I'm excited to talk with you more next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or family member who could also benefit from it. Make sure to subscribe to the Just for Moms podcast so that you can continue to learn how to take great care of yourself while taking great care of your baby. You can begin now by meeting with me to create your personalized postpartum plan. This is the first step in creating a great postpartum experience. Just head over to justformoms.com to sign up. I'll see you there.